Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Have you ever wondered how your health and your wellness go hand in hand? And if you really think about it, it's impossible for our minds not to be affected by how we treat our bodies and how it responds. Somehow we know this all works together. So in this session, we are going to discuss the importance of our healthy bodies, our language to ourselves, and even our spiritual relationships. Our next guest leads her clients to a path of restoring the body back to its natural balance through herbal, holistic, and energetic medicine, because she believes that with a proper environment created and supported, the human body can actually heal itself. She is the founder and president of the Holistic College of Quantum Wellness and an educator specializing in aromatic medicine. Her private practice, Holistic Herbal Health, is located in Parker, Colorado, and she serves people globally. Listen in to better understand why your decisions for your health and wellness truly matter. Welcome to the show, Dr. Deborah Zeff. I am so excited to be here, Autumn. Thank you for sharing this beautiful platform with me. I was thinking about people um, that I would love to invite on the show that really not only are living their life fully alive, but are helping others. And I was introduced to you so many years ago. Now it seems like probably over 15 years ago. And um, on a personal note, um, Dr. Zeff literally probably saved my life a few years ago. I ended up when I was living in Hawaii, I actually got the plague, like the plague. Um, and a year and a half later, they couldn't get meds to respond to me at all. So I got on a plane and flew back to Colorado and I do believe you saved my life. So thank you for that. I um, appreciate that. <laughs> Nothing That's like That's a God thing. <laughs> yes. But, um, not only on a personal level, I have seen you do so many amazing things over the years with your practice and with different patients. And I am so excited to dive in deep today and figure out why healthy living and, and how that ties together with really living their life alive. So give us a background on how you ended up being a healer. Well, it's very interesting. You know, I've had mother Mary in my life since I was seven. Um, she just showed up that beautiful smell of roses. And then it wasn't until that being raised French Catholic, right? This is only the French are going to heaven because the English Catholics aren't speaking the Latin language, which I think is hilarious now, after having studied so many different religions, that God came into my life after a very um, negative experience with my first marriage and actually strapping my two-year-old daughter to a snuggly and walking into a lake. Now, when I look back at that, after I heard him speak to me for the third time, 
he said, Deborah, turn around. I have plans for you. And although you become stunned and scared and because you're at that breaking point, which I believe a lot of people get to that breaking point in their life, that although the next five to seven years are super difficult, I knew that I was never alone. And I was looking for that purpose on why he needed me here. Even though I've drowned twice (laughs) and seen the other side, I knew that he needed me here. So living that life, knowing that God is always with me and having conversations with him, I truly believe that we are never alone and we are being guided by our angels, by our guides and by God. So I follow those nudges to be able to say, okay, God wants me to do this. So through all of my years of learning different modalities from therapeutic touch to reflexology to master herbalist and clinical aromatherapy, and now with the PhD and the two doctorates, I'm able to take all that information and knowledge and bring it together so when a person comes to see me, we can get them balanced through that health and wellness and they see that I'm walking my talk so that they have hope and they sometimes um, show me their angels show up and we have these conversations and they, the angels ask me to ask them questions about what is blocking them from walking their talk. What are those nudges that they need? So one of the things that I feel really important when they're doing the health and wellness is I educate them on the difference between I have a disease versus I am with a disease. Most people say, I have cancer, I have fibromyalgia, I have these horrible symptoms within the body, and the body's created those symptoms for a reason. So when you have something, you own it. It's yours. When you are with something, it's about how do I resolve that symptom and let it go on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspect so that my physical can then get rebalanced, refocused, and repair and restore and rejuvenate itself. So educating them between with and have is huge. So powerful to reframe that to a with. Yeah, because you don't say, I have a husband. You say, I'm with my man. I'm with my husband. You know, I have three children, but I don't own them. They're going to hopefully go go away sometimes. <laughs> And leave the house, spread their wings, and fly away and be their own person. So you can't own anybody. It's like saying, I've sold my soul to the devil. Well, you can't because your soul belongs to God. So in my aspect, it's about how are we reorganizing our life and removing the symptoms, the lack of cell communication or the lack of nutrients in food? Are we putting it into the body at the right time, in the right sequence, in the right amount so that our body can process it? Or do we just load it in and say, okay, body, take care of it? So amazing to have that interaction and that relationship with our bodies instead of thinking our bodies are just who we are. Well, it's about having that intuition, having that inner knowing You know, I once went to a nurse's conference and 
the, one of the nurses got up and said, okay, I've left these cards on the table for everybody to send yourself a note and fill, write the note, put it in the envelope and put your address on it and hand it to me and I will mail it to you. And when you receive it, it'll be in God's perfect timing for you. So at that time, I was struggling with the course that I was doing and setting up this college, nonprofit college that I'm trying to work out. And so I wrote to myself, my dearest Deb, remember that faith in God is always there with you. Doing God's will is difficult, and you have the resilience to move forward with grace and ease. I love you. I respect you. And I appreciate you to the universe and beyond. Well, it was three and a half months later when my IT guy had disappeared. I wasn't moving forward with the college. And I got this note in the mail. It so touched my heart, I cried. I'm still crying from that stupid note. (laughs) It's just beautiful. It is amazing when I've done those exercises and had to write those notes to how kind we are when we write our, when we write those notes um, to ourselves. I've done one where you write, you know, a, an older version of yourself is writing to you today. Or, you know, if I wrote one today to my younger self, what that would be, it's amazing how kind we are, but we just beat ourselves up every single day or we question or we doubt, or we, we don't think we're enough. Or we don't think we're on the right path. So those notes are powerful. It's such a great exercise to kind of be out of that place. So in your life and all the steps that you've taken to get to the place of serving as um, a naturopath doctor now, how were you able to find, um, experience those nudges? Talk a little bit more about those nudges in your life. You know, when you hear you've heard the voice of God and what was those experiences like? Those are pretty darn powerful. I, since 2008, I've had a date with God every December 12th at 12, 12 a.m. I don't know why that time was chosen. It was on that day, the first time um, when he came to me, he said that this is the work that I need you to do. And it was like, oh my gosh, for the next three days, I cried. Larry was out of town and I was alone and I didn't know what to do. And so I started writing it down. And I'm not a journal person. I hate journaling. I don't think it's my thing. Um, I'd rather put on a creative visualization and do some sound and light therapy. So from that day on, and every year on that date, I either get a direction on where I'm supposed to go, or I get a word for the year. and very profound. It's, um, it kind of knocks my socks off if I could say that because you have to repurpose where, what direction you're going in. And if you're aware and being grounded is super important, then you can move forward with those nudges and you can feel when you're not on the right track and the emotion comes up. Normally, it's something that I have to clear or something that I've done in the past where I thought I had forgiven myself for making that choice. And you come and find out, wow, that was something I did 35 years ago. 
And apparently I have forgiven that person for whatever words or actions they chose, but I never forgave myself for allowing that to happen to me. And I think that's huge on anybody's journey is forgiving yourself for the choices you made because there's only learnings and yearnings in life. Boy, I sure learned from that experience. Never do that again. This one was so beautiful. I'm yearning to do it again. So I think that's the difference. That is beautiful. I love that. It's very simple, but I love it. But I'm, I'm glad you did bring up forgiveness because people do get stuck there. And when people... I, a lot of times people ask me, like, I can't feel the nudges or I don't feel clear to um, accept the nudges. I feel like there's two things, usually just that you brought up grounding, that we're not grounded enough to be able to um, experience that. But also if, if we have that forgiveness to stand in the way of ourselves to be truly open to what is next in our life, we never know what is holding us back or what's not cleared. I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, it's all about what my experience was. and. You know, being older, (laughs) my experiences have brought me to where I am today. But I don't want those experiences to create my future. I want to expect the unexpected. So that is why I love doing meditations to stay grounded. And I want my future to be different than my past. So I want to positive affirmations. I mean, I go through these affirmations of where I do God is, I am, and I go through the whole alphabet from A to Z. And I choose two to three words that start with that alphabet, like A is authentic and aligned. So God is, I am authentic, aligned. And God is, I am blessed and beautiful and brilliant. So I go through all of that, and those are great positive affirmations to create a new future for you and that unexpected surprise that God's going to bring in. And have you always been open to these surprises, or were you always on a path and you've learned to keep the future open? Oh, no. It was like, you have to, (laughs) that's a learned thing. (laughs) Because being closed, and especially being a single mom for a while, it's very difficult and you, you have to have that resilience and that tenacity and I'm just going to fight my way through this crap because I know I have to get through it. Whereas now I would say, hmm, let's look at this. Why is this being so negative now? Why am I feeling negative? Why am I angry? And let me go through it with grace and ease versus being angry and fear and frustrated with it. Yes. And I also see, because I see you as a dedicated, driven person, I can see that you have plans and then all of a sudden those plans change, that that is something that definitely had to be learned for you to be this open to every year to expect the unimaginable. Yeah. It's like you think you're on the right track and God goes, "Uh uh-uh, I've got plans for you. (laughs) Like, ah, okay, fine. So the whole budget changes, the whole situation changes, the whole mind um, process changes. And so you go, okay, I got to refocus, I got to regroup. And that's where for me, um, my brain tap, my creative visualization with the light and sound helps me get there. Same with the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations. I, I love them. I don't start my day without them. But I also finish my day with 
my husband reads stories to me in bed. That's how we finish the day, every day, no matter where we are. How sweet is that? What kind of stories? Well, if I'm saying, oh my God, this is a really good book. And he'll say, oh, well, let's read it tonight. There are books, for example, like I have, these are the gifts I'd like to give you. Um, and they're, uh, it's just a source of joy and encouragement by uh, Douglas Pagels. Or right now we're reading a book by Edgar Casey on All About Angels. But when we first started this, these books were the clan of the cave bears. Somebody had told us that, Deb, Ayla in the book is just like you. And so it's like, well, that's fascinating. How is somebody looking at me from the outside, right? So she was a, an herbalist from way back where she was trained by a medicine woman 50,000 years ago. And we went through all nine books. And that took like four and a half years, but it was incredible story. Wow. And so when you, now that you've learned to be open um, to the unimaginable and you've learned to play with it and have fun with it and be open to it and grow yourself with affirmations into these new areas, I feel like for me personally and other people that I've talked to, it's always when that nudge comes along and you're supposed to do that next thing you don't really have the resources or the knowledge to step into that. So when you've stepped into that, how did that feel for you? And how did you gain, how do you gain those resources and knowledge? Oh my gosh, you're, you're scared to death. It's like, I can't do this new thing again. Why do I always have to change? Why can't I just be stable? Why can't yes. I just do something, right? I just want to be here for a bit, but then we don't grow. And I think our soul our body, our entity needs to have those experiences because we are spiritual beings having human experiences. And so when we bring that together on the physical plane, we're going to have those oopses and, oh my God, and oh dear, that was really bad. <laughs> we're going to have them. But that's, you, you're scared. And to know that fear and courage are on the same vibrational frequency and that frequency stays in your liver. So if I choose fear, then it's going to damage my liver more. If I choose courage, it's going to release and then I can move forward. So it's about finding those resources on who's resonating really well with you on a healing journey. For example, a a medical intuitive or a medical hypnotherapist or uh, having some Reiki done or I love CrossFit and I only can do it two to three times a week because of my past injuries. Um, but I do Pilates twice a week and I take some downtime. And so it's a balance when you're working with people and guiding them on their healing journey, that you're walking your talk and staying as healthy, but finding the tools, but you got to find somebody who resonates with you. I will say, oh, I need a good cranial sacral person because I can't do it to myself. So I'll reach out to friends and say, who do you use? Do you even know what cranial sacral is? And they'll look at me and go, no, it's like, okay, it's okay. Can you ask your friends? And there's always somebody 
because of God's plan that will come into your life and help you with that. Yes. When you're ready, you know, as a student, we always say when the teacher will appear when the student's ready and just to be open to what is next and to maybe ask more questions that is this healing working for me? Is this doctor working for me? Is what I've been doing over and over and over working for me? Or is there something else that I could be exploring? Yes. Actually, it's pretty interesting you say that because I'll have people come in and they're super sick and I'll say, okay, these are the remedies that we've balanced you with. I here are some chiropractors I'm going to, because I see that your atlas to T4 is out. You need to go have some chiropractic adjustments, but you also need some meditation. Um, let's do some breathing exercises with the uh, essential oil blends that I formulated for the PhD for the chakras. Let's see which one is going to resonate with you with the device that I have. And then they take that home and do breathing. So it's not just one thing or the other where they say, I want to know which one works. It doesn't matter on your healing journey. Bring them all together and feel what it feels like to be healthy and vibrant. And just that vibrational frequency is so high that for me, I want to be at that Christ consciousness vibration where people can just be in your space and say, wow, I feel great. Versus, oh, you're depressed. I don't want to hang with you because it's a too low a vibration. So it doesn't matter which three or four or five modalities you're doing. It's about how you feel when you're doing them and the healing of the cells and detoxifying of the cells to get healthy because health is the new wealth nowadays. Yes, absolutely. And I, I remember when I first started working with you and I think in Western medicine, we're so used to having that pill or that solution or that quick fix as we think. And then there's a problem and there's a fix. It's not a journey. And so when I first started working with alternative medicine and started working with you, I remember asking you, well, how does this work? And I asked you, well, will this work? And I was so doubtful. And you said, only if you believe. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how our thoughts and how our ideology and that we get stuck in that ownership of being sick or we get stuck in that, that we believe only certain solutions will work instead of being open. And I think when we're open and we learn to just ask more questions, things will appear that we need, that our bodies will need, rather it's something specific and, or rather it's a journey or rather it's a group of people or ideas or um, whatever those remedies or solutions will be for our bodies. But things show up and it's fun to be open to those things. And I'm so thankful that I questioned the care I was getting and I was open to what else is out there because I think that there's so much out there and it's, we live in a great place where we have a lot of opportunity to explore. Yes. And you know, you're so right. When we go into an alternative practice, People want to see the PhD on the wall. They want to see the doctorates on the wall. They want to see all of your certifications on the wall. Yet when you go into a doctor's office, you see their, their certification, their MD license, but you don't ask, did you finish at the top of the class or the bottom of the class? Yes, it's so funny. It's just that piece of paper. And I love that we call alternative healthcare alternative when it's what we've had for way before 
<laughs> what we consider medicine now. It's, it's such a funny word to me, but it really is, you know, from um, I'm fifth generation Indian. So my great, great grandmother was a medicine woman for an Indian tribe in Canada. And so it's almost like that wisdom has been passed down. And I've had Ayurvedic charts done for me. And every time they say that, it's like, wow, you've been a healer for 10,000 lifetimes. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm not a healer. That's God's information. That's God passing through me to be able to share that knowledge with you. I have the wisdom in my cells, but I'm not a healer. You have to take and make that choice of uh, do I have it or am I with it and wanting to let it go. And can you imagine or where do you think your life would be if you felt those nudges, if you heard that voice and you were just, you stayed in that place of fear instead of courage and just completely just kept saying no, or you were attached to the identity where you were and God was asking you to step into a new identity or a new position. And you just said no, and you didn't get to this place of Christ consciousness and being an instrument for him. Where do you think your life would be? You know, that's, I've often thought about that. Like, would I still be with my first husband? Would I be the strong, determined woman that I am now? Probably not. If I would have said no, but you know, and then you look back and say, maybe I was, because if God always had plans, then there would have been something that came into my life that would have changed the direction anyway, because I was on the wrong path. So how many times does God have to nudge you before you finally say, fine, I give up? The old saying of God will only give you as much as you can carry or bear. To me, it's like, that's just bull crap because he's going to give you so much that you'll get down on your hands and knees and prostrate yourself and say, I give up. Then you are willing to bring in God because you've given up everything. Yes, absolutely. And we talk a lot about nudges on the show, but um, sometimes those nudges definitely show up as bricks. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> yes. a nicer word, but sometimes they do show up as bricks. Well, you know, I don't know how many times that I've broken my ankles Um, whether I was doing gymnastics, walking on the golf course, um, stepping in a, in a gopher hole where you don't see it. So those are, oh my gosh, those are big nudges because it takes months to recover, but it's also a slowdown time where he's saying, okay, you're in pain. You're going to pray to me now and you're going to pay attention because you can't go anywhere and do anything. (laughs) Right. Grounded, (laughs) literally grounded. Totally. (laughs) So those nudges, yeah, sometimes hurt. However, talk about the learning experience of, wow, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was enjoying my life, not doing his will for me. And so I got back on doing that on track. And of course, there's always the psychological aspect of this injury means this, right? Your feet and ankles and knees and hips are all about moving forward. Your hands and elbows and shoulders are about hanging on too tight. 
when you've got injuries. So the psychological aspect of that as well as what am I doing if I have an injury in my low back or an injury in my elbow? What's that association? And what am I not paying attention to? And oh, I can take this remedy and have this therapy and that'll slow me down and then I can get back on track. Yes, it's so amazing to be aware of our bodies instead of just dealing with it, you know, to pay attention to the symptoms. Absolutely. And that's what I love about the health and wellness with what we do here at the clinic and guiding the people to either microcurrent, repairing bone, ligament, and tissue, or removing the pain and putting them on some uh, supplements and homeopathics that will help heal and guide. But when they're here, we talk about the mental, emotional, and spiritual. Because like I said before, you cannot heal the entire body. If those three are not balanced, your physical will never be balanced. Yes, such a great thing to be aware of. And for all of us um, and all the listeners to ask themselves, really, is that balance? And I think it's hard to stay in that balance all of the time, but constantly to be aware of it and to figure something else out. Yes. And you know, um, the year I graduated with the PhD, there was a, and it was in Hawaii, the um, beautiful medicine woman came in and she taught us this prayer. And it's a prayer that you say to yourself. And it's about, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. And you say that to yourself so that you can resonate with all the forgiveness that you can share the love and the peace and the joy with other people. You can't do that if you don't have the love within. Yes. That is actually a Hawaiian prayer that I learned when Mm -hmm. I first moved to Maui and um, read that book and taught me how to forgive I always thought forgiveness would come, you know, came easy to me to be able to forgive other people, but I was stuck in, you know, forgiving myself for making those choices. And it is, it cleared up so much for me physically. And it's just amazing how everything is tied together. And I love what C.S. Lewis said, we don't have a soul. We are a soul. We have a body and it puts things in perspective that, you know, I have this body and, you know, or I am my body. And it's nice when you can actually think, no, we're so we have this body. This thing is, you know, to get us around and do the things it's supposed to do on this earth. But we have to take the best care of it because it, it gets us around and um, does what it's supposed to do with those, at the, to live at those higher frequencies. Yes. And that's where the, for me, in the practice, the homeopathics, the botanicals, the nutritional supplements, we have to fuel the body because the body can repair itself. We just have to give it the tools. And for all of the knowledge and experience that I've had over my almost 60 years, it's about bringing all that together. And how do I share that to help people live their best, healthier life that they can possibly can through mind, body, spirit that perhaps they never attained before? So bringing in all those tools to me is just the most beautiful thing on the planet. (laughs) Yes. And so if you could give us all one thing, the top thing that we should do for our health, for our physical bodies, what would that be? Wow. Just one, huh? Just Just today. Just today. Okay. So to one, make sure that you're grounded and that you're loving yourself. 
because if you do that, then you can do anything. Awesome. It's better than being told to drink water. That's always everyone's topic, <laughs> drink water. Like, I know I don't drink enough water, but loving yourself is definitely something that is a practice daily for sure. So um, as you have the successful clinic and have found your sweet spot in life and as a, you know, being used as an instrument to heal so many people. And then I know you've been recently nudged to step into a whole nother realm of creating this university. So tell us about that and what is next? Well, God has asked me to go from one to many and I had no idea how I was going to do that. And it came to me when I was out doing a presentation in front of 5,000 people. It was like, oh, this is one to many, but it's still not enough. I kept on hearing it's not enough. So I started a nonprofit accredited college um, that is online. And the first course is on aromatherapy because that's one of my passions. And God gave us the herbs. And so we turn it into aromatherapy. And because it is accredited and most of it is online, there's a, there's a hands-on part of it, but it stands out because it's different and there's a lot of interaction and you can then take it and say you have been trained well, because there's many people out there say, oh yeah, I've been trained, but it's, it's like, really, then how do you calculate the density of an essential oil or the lethal dosage? And they look at me with these eyes like a deer in a headlight, right? So they haven't been trained properly. So my doing God's will, going from one to many, is about creating this course that they can have a tool and know and have the knowledge from somebody who is experienced with it, who's done the PhD in it. And there's other doctors coming on board to bring their courses as an accredited course. So I'm very excited about the course itself and the college is just going to grow exponentially when God is ready. <laughs> yes. It's always a process. And for me, whenever I say yes to what's next and then I'm like, okay, well, let's go, let's do this. Doesn't and it takes not for- gonna be bumps in the road and a huge learning curve. Oh my God, it takes forever. I had to do a pinky shake with Larry and say, I will never take on another large project. And we both looked at each other and laughed because we know if God has another project, I'm going to be doing it. (laughs) Absolutely. That's who you are. So how can people connect with you, learn more about your practice and learn more about this university? Well, they can either call the office if they, I have a free 15 minute consult if they ever want to call and the number is 303-249-7742. The website for the clinic is rootedinhealth.com. So that's R-O-O-T-E-D-I-N-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. For the college, it's holisticcollege.org or holisticcollege.com and holistic spelled with a W. So W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E. So holisticcollege.com and they can go on the website and um, there's also a phone number for the college that right now, of course, comes directly to me. (laughs) It's like, of course there is, right? Yeah. And that phone number is 720-514-9360. 
1-800-273-5673, or they can email me at info at holisticcollege.com. Great. And I will have all this information in the show notes as well. So if you missed it or you're driving, don't worry. I will have them in the show notes so you can get in um, touch with Dr. Deb. And thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you for being who you are in the world. Thank you for being that instrument and following those nudges because without you following those nudges, all these gifts and all of this healing and everything that you've created would not be here. And what a blessing you've been to so many. Thank you so much. I'm honored and totally grateful for you, Autumn, for doing all the work that you do. So I appreciate being part of your life. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. Find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on Let's Connect and let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until next time, keep following the nudges.